Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The rent's too damn high for most small businesses. Kanye West continues his absolute mental breakdown. And Anthony Fauci, excuse me, the science trademark, the truth registered trademark, Lord Savior President Dr. Anthony Fauci got deposed last week. And guess who's not talking about any of it? Who's ready for some critical thinking? You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. That's right, it is time for Critical Thinking, and I am Andrew Coppins. Yes, flying solo one more time, potentially... Maybe, yes, uh, tomorrow will be another day. Um, we're we're kind of playing it by ear with Pat, his voice. Um, Pat is a little under the weather. No, it's not COVID. Uh, he's just a little under the weather, and uh, we're giving him the time that he needs to heal that voice up so he's ready and ready to rock and roll with me um, later this week, hopefully. That being said, we got a lot to get into, as I talked about up front on this show. We're going to talk about the rent being too damn high for most small businesses. Kanye West, what in the absolute hell is going on? And, of course, the science trademark. The truth registered trademark. Lord Savior President Dr. Anthony Fauci. (sighs) Finally, somebody has him on the record in a court of law. And maybe we'll get a little accountability or not, or not. And if you paid attention to the show yesterday, you already know one thing is true. That man is not ready to take accountability for anything. And that man is more than most likely loving his job covering up for the Chinese Communist Party. And I'll give you one hint, good doc. If you are on the side of the Chinese Communist Party, on anything, at any time, you are doing it wrong. 
doing it wrong. Now, there's a lot to get into. Normally, this would be a truth or fiction Tuesday. I'm going to save that potentially for Thursday, hopefully when Pat and I can be together again. Uh, we're going to save that for Thursday instead. But having said that, let's go ahead and talk about the rent being too damn high for most small businesses, because this is a topic. And I think the theme of today's show is why in the hell is the mainstream corporate media not talking about these things? Except for one of the three. One of these is not like the other. Um, I, I just have this to say, and I just have one simple question. If I told you that nearly half of all small businesses cannot pay their rent, would that be a problem? Well, according to a new report from Alignable, um, which is a business networking group, and they released a survey that they took in the small business industry. According to this, 41% of all U.S. small business owners say that they couldn't pay rent on time or in full in the month of November, which is the highest mark, according to this survey, this year. That's right. I said 41%. Almost half of all small businesses cannot pay all or part of their rent. Now, they did find that the hardship varies by industry. Quote, a notable 57% of beauty salons said that they couldn't make rent as well as 45% of gyms, 44% of retail, and 44% of restaurants. Alignable said in their uh, release of the survey, quote, making matters worse, this occurred during a quarter when more money should be coming in and rent delinquency rates should be decreasing. But so far this quarter, the opposite has been true. This latest report continues a steady increase in businesses that can't pay rent this year. According to Alignable, quote, last month, rent delinquency rates increased seven percentage points from 30% in September to 37% in October. And now in November, that rate is another four percentage points higher, reaching a new high across a variety of industries. Now, what do you think that has an effect on? It has an effect on everything. Because the reality is that 90% of the American people at work don't work for a major corporation. They work for a small business. They work for somebody who might own an insurance agency. They might work for somebody who has a welding company or an HVAC company, or they might work at a boutique shop, downtown, small town America. They might work at a bar. They might work at one of these places where there's 10, 15, maybe 20 people at most that work there. That is often the case for most people in the United States of America. And when Main Street USA can't pay their rent, what happens? They go under. Unemployment goes up. And all of the terror, horrible accoutrement of that happens. Depression, suicidality, abuse, spousal issues, 
homelessness, the dilapidation and degradation of small-town America. We just got done with Small Business Saturday, and I haven't seen the stats on it yet. Um, trying to find them, I haven't seen it yet. But again, 41% can't pay the rent. That neighborhood bar that you like, probably not owned, at least the building, by the bar. They're paying rent. What has been going on over the last year? Rent prices have had to have increased. Inflation. The lack of ability to collect rent during COVID-19. The eviction moratorium. All of those things play a part in all of this. But what this also indicates is that we have this very weird quote-unquote recovery going on because yes gdp did grow and yes all of their all of these positive things that that pat and i talked about prior to the election are true statistically speaking but on the flip side we also have numbers like this what do we make of this what how do we square we're growing the gdp uh, unemployment at 3.4 percent and some of the other really really good numbers that we talked about the real case that the Democrats should have been able to have made. Instead, they won on abortion, apparently, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen as well. We just are living through economic chaos right now. And I see it in the world of real estate. So I want to go there real quick because real estate is one of the areas in which you can see the effects of positive or negative economic news. And the first thing I want to discuss with you when it comes to the real estate market is this. So many people look at the federal, uh, the Fed's interest rate, whether that's being hiked, lowered, tweaked, whatever, right? And then, oh, we're going to also then, no, mortgage rates, right? Well, then the mortgage rate this and mortgage rate that. Two different things. The mortgage rate has absolutely nothing. Let me repeat this to you. Absolutely nothing to do with the Federal Reserve interest rate. What a mortgage rate is really tied to is the consumer price index. It is tied to other consumer-based metrics, okay? It can be an indicator of where those metrics are, right? The the Fed interest rate. If those metrics are positive, if those metrics are going down in terms of the the increase uh of the consumer price index, you're likely to see the Fed interest rates be able to be um, reined in a little bit and a lowering of the other side of things. But that notwithstanding, I want you to, to listen to these numbers. Here in the city of Chicago, where I am, right? Here in the city of Chicago, as of the end of October, we were down 30% in overall inventory. We were also down 23% in new listings. We were also down here in the Midwest, 23% in showings. And all of those numbers are year over year. All of those numbers are exactly what you likely have been told exists in the marketplace. Fewer buyers, fewer people, you know, selling their homes. But on the flip side of that, what, what also should we be seeing? 
we should be seeing a depreciation of home values, a negative number on the home sale prices, right? We should be seeing much larger, longer timeframes in the marketplace for those homes, right? That's what we should be seeing. However, that is not exactly what we're seeing at all. And shouldn't we also see a, a increase in the supply, right? Even if, even if homes are, or fewer sellers exist, even if that is the case, the homes are supposed to be on there for longer. They're supposed to be selling for less money. Thus, the amount of supply should be greater because homes are sitting there. None of that is true. Homes have appreciated here in the city of Chicago by 2.3% both month to month and year over year. Yes, of course, that number is not the 10, 15% that we're used to over the last couple of years. But I want you to think about this. If you add all of those appreciation values up, right? Let's say in 2020, your home appreciated by 10% here in the city of Chicago. The average is about 11%, but let's just round that number to an easy number. Okay, so your home went up 10% in 2020. It went up another 10 to 15%, depending on if you live in the city, if it was a single family home versus a condo in a high rise versus a condo in a threeplex and blah, 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 blah. But on average, it was somewhere between 10 to 15%. Let's just give you the 15%. Okay. You are now up in two years, 25% on the valuation of your home. This year, you're still up another 2.3%. So if you were to put your home on the market today, your home is now worth almost 30% more than it was just two and a half, three years ago. Think about that. If you played in the stock market and at the best time of the stock market, you were likely making 8% a year, 8, 16. Hmm. You would actually be on par with the best time in the stock market, right? If you're pulling your money out at that best time, your best ever uh, return rates. Hmm. So yes, it is true that that number has slowed down, right? That appreciation has slowed down, but we have yet to see in a city like Chicago where people are fleeing. We have yet to see a depreciation of your home value. Your home has not depreciated in value from the heights of the craziness. It hasn't depreciated. It is still increasing in value. It's just the rate of that increase has gone down. That's not necessarily a bad thing, by the way, because we cannot possibly sustain 10% year over year over year over year over year in your home price valuation. That's just not feasible. That's not how economics works. It's not how this should be working at all. But we've seen almost a 30% appreciation of a home value here in the city of Chicago over the course of two years. Would you take it? Absolutely you would. Now, on top of that, what have we also seen? We've seen a depreciation of the time that your home is on the market, gone down from 67 days to 62 days. Now, I will tell you this, the number has increased by about double from the height of 2021 numbers. But when you look at that, that time frame, historically speaking, 
60 days to market is pretty normal. That's not bad, my friend. So yes, in the context of a one year to a one year look, when you were at 10% appreciation instead of 2% appreciation, and when you were at 30 to 37 days, now up to 62 days on the market, holy crap, things have changed. But they haven't changed in a necessarily negative way. They've just gone to normal. Is that necessarily a bad thing? No. Also, additionally, here in the city of Chicago, months of supply is at 1.7 months. 1.7 months of supply. And when I run the number that I call excess supply, basically what it is is just a way to, to tell you and the public in real time if every home that was sold is what what numbers what is the elasticity in the marketplace basically right so i'm i'm looking at the homes that are under contract and sold the homes that that are not in play and then i want to know how many homes have come to the market that are in excess of replacing those homes that number was at 9% in march of this past year in certain parts of the city of Chicago. That same number is around 30%. We are still nowhere near where we need to be for that number to be really helpful for the American public, by the way. Nowhere near. I bring this up to hopefully get you to understand that the, the housing market is very different than the overall economy. It's still in a very positive place, even in a city as depressed versus the rest of the country that Chicago has been. It has seen a boom in the housing market, but not in the way that other places have. So as we look at inflation, as we look at the Fed rates, and we look at all of those other uh, bits and pieces of the, of the puzzle here, Throw the housing market to the side. Now, 60% of these businesses are citing inflation as the driver of their inability to pay their damn rent. Alignable says this, quote, one indicator of the toll of inflation is, uh, excuse me, one indicator of the toll inflation is taking on businesses is a steep drop in the percentage of small businesses that are fully recovered, earning as much, if not more, than they did monthly prior to COVID. That percentage was 24% in October, but dropped to just 14% in November, which is an all-time low for the survey. Michigan had the highest percentage of small business owners unable to make rent at 51%, New York second at 49%, and Massachusetts third highest at 45%. And this survey queried 6,300 small business owners, not a statistically insignificant number of small business owners here in America. 51% of your businesses, the, the, the lifeblood, the engine that drives the economy, 
can't pay the rent? And that's not just rent on retail. That's not just rent on the bar. That's rent on industrial spaces. That's rent on factory spaces. That's rent on all sorts of different things throughout the economy. That's a problem. That is a very significant problem. And let me ask you this. Where else other than right here on this show have anybody, has anybody spent any amount of time talking about that issue? What does this do going forward? We were told by the president we just have to wait till January. Some of these businesses aren't going to have until January. We have yet to see the actual recovery happen. It turns out, and why I brought up the real estate side of things, is that what we're really seeing is absolute and utter chaos. The numbers don't tell the story anymore. I'm a numbers guy. I absolutely love the numbers, and I want to know the issues behind the numbers, right? But here's the reality of these businesses. The cost to do regular everyday business has significantly increased. The last estimate that I have seen is somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40% year over year on the increase of the cost of delivering goods, of producing a good, of being able to, let, let's just use a, a, a small clothier or boutique clothier, right? The, the price of that shirt that used to be $20 is now maybe 30, 35. A great example of this also is um, the cost of ordering wings. This past weekend, uh, I had a little hankering for some wings. Mainly because my wife and I were sick and tired of cooking after Thanksgiving weekend, right? And more importantly, sick and tired of the leftovers because you can only eat that for so many meals and so many times in so many ways in a row. So we went looking for wings. One place for 30 chicken wings. 30 chicken wings. $65. Pre-tax. Pre-delivery, pre-all of that. For 30 wings, it was going to cost nearly $80. Now, if you wanted to go pick them up, it would have cost you $75-ish with the fees, with the taxes, with everything else. So $70, $75 for 30 chicken wings? Wingstop, the national brand. If you get 30 wings, it will cost you 60-some-odd dollars. So much for dollar wing night or quarter wing night at the bar. I, I, I don't, those wings just six, eight, ten months ago were maybe in the 30s and we thought it was ridiculous. Turns out that was really low. So I use that as the example. The, the cost of of the supply of the end good has significantly increased. That's because inflation is here. That's because we have supply chain issues that are persistent in the economy. They're just not talked about. 
So what do we do? Where does this economy go? None of the answers are likely good. Does Team GOP get it? No, they never will. Does the Biden administration get it? No, they're busy burying their head in the sand of the overall positivity in the bigger metrics and then the bigger numbers. But I have warned about this in the past. The unemployment rate, while important, can also turn into a negative in the economy. It can also turn into a driver of inflation in the economy, and that's exactly what we're seeing. Because we're not actually seeing real wage growth. We're seeing false wage growth because we're not seeing the overall ability of individuals to keep pace with inflation. We're seeing a false belief that, well, I'm going to be banking more money and banking more money, right? We see that as the the false, well, I'm making 10% more than I was last year. That's fantastic. Yeah, except for everything costs 30% more. Look at the price of milk. A gallon of grass-fed milk maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was probably in the range of 350 In some cases, it's as high as $6.99 a gallon. Yeah, and I know that that's grass-fed milk, but that's what we have to buy here in our household for uh, health reasons. A regular gallon of milk is up dramatically as well, over 50%. Eggs, the basics, all of those things, right? When all of those things start adding up, they put pressure on the small business. They really do. And pretty soon they're going to start putting pressure on the big time businesses. We're already seeing it when we look at Amazon and its workforce. We're already seeing it when we look at all these tech companies, because here's the reality to a lot of these tech companies. Their convenience, they're not a necessity. And that's what they're quickly finding out. Now, I will say this, uh, a company I used to work for um, named Arrive. Um their app is actually pretty close to a necessity. It's called Parkways. Look it up. If you live in a, a major metro area or you're going to traveling, travel to a major metro area, use it. You're going to save yourself a bundle of money uh, by using it. In some cases, 30 40%. Pro tip. But a lot of these tech companies are realizing, uh-oh. And more importantly, they're realizing a lot of the jobs that they have Those jobs are really not importante. They are no important. So what are we really seeing? I don't think we have a clue as to what is really happening in our economy. There are people who are doing well. There are people who are really struggling. But we are struggling to figure out how to tell and how to weave our way through what is really chaotic. And that's what this number is really pointing to. 41% of small businesses can't pay their rent on time or in full. How many of those are two, three, four months behind on their rent? How many landlords are going to allow that to continue? Because here's the reality. They're the ones who own the land, uh, 
likely are owning the improvements, likely are owning all of the maintenance, all that sort of stuff, unless it's an agreed upon uh, thing in the commercial real estate space. That's all confusing and, and in the weeds. But the reality of the situation is that there could be another bubble yet to burst in this economy. While Biden is over here putting his head in the sand or um, having the Chinese Communist Party put their hands off his backside with his tepid response, barely any response to what's going on with the brutalization of the protesters in China. All right. So that notwithstanding, um, we got to talk about Kanye West. Because this is probably the biggest topic in, in social media. It's probably the biggest topic in conservative media. And long have I said there are no golden calves when it comes to celebrities and conservative thought. Nor should there be. Because the reality of the situation is that just because somebody says something you that you like that happens to have some fame once in a while says something that you might like doesn't mean that you need to idolize that individual. And Kanye West, excuse me, yay, is a great example of exactly that. Was he correct in trying to get his uh, children out of the, the Hollywood cabal, if you will? Yeah, you're right. Turns out with a uh, Balasaniga or whatever the hell it was, whatever bullcrap, high-end, you know, Hollywood-endorsed uh, clothing line. Turns out he was right. They literally were using children for occult-like marketing. It's nasty, it's gross, it's disgusting, it's terrible, horrible, right? So on the one hand, he's right about that, and he's also right about the exploitation of individuals in Hollywood. He is also right in pointing out some other things that have gone on in our society, such as the debanking of people for thought crimes, for um, saying things that are terrible, horrible, no good, very bad. But that, so now we're, now we're really just the thought police with our economy. Is that not fascism, my friends? Right? Is he not right to call that out? But here's the rub. He is also a raging anti-Semite. And he's becoming mentally deranged more and more and more. And um, I will say this. Congratulations to Tim Pool for having the stones to tell Kanye West what was up a little bit, even just a little bit yesterday. Um, and, and congratulations for having the stones to have him on. And what do I mean by that? Because guess what? Not everybody is going to agree with you. Not everybody is a good person, but being able to understand and try to reason is not a bad thing. Unfortunately, the reality is you can't reason with the unreasonable. And that's where Ye or Kanye West is right now. Watch what happens when Tim Poole pushes back on Kanye West and apparently now his new friends, um, Nick Fuentes and Mayo Yiannopoulos. Like, what you doing? I, I think I think they've been extremely unfair to you. I Who think. was they, though? 
We can't say they is, can we? Press. I'm not using the, I don't, I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you, you guys use, I'm, I'm talking about- It is about them it. though, isn't it? I mean, because, <laughs> no. and, and because when you think it's about not. it, consider it. In 2018- What do you mean it's not? It, what, what do I mean? Like, uh, uh, okay, so how about, are you leaving? Are you afraid of the press? He's gone. I'll say it right now. Um, you guys, I, I, you guys want to bring that stuff up? And then have the discussion. Not gonna have a conversation. Have the discussion. You think Ye's gonna come in here? So if you are not watching on the Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, um, what you saw is uh Kanye West, excuse me, Ye decide that uh he doesn't want the minimal pushback that uh Tim Pool was giving him there for um anti-Semitic remarks and talking about the Jews being the problem and Hollywood and this, that, and the other thing and blah, blah, blah. Everything's the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. And he believes in the black Hebrew Israelite stuff. Um, I'm going to get back on that point in just a second. But notice how he couldn't even handle that little bit of pushback and walks away, gets up and walks out of the interview while Nick Fuentes sits there and well, it is them, 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 them. Who's the them? He's talking about the Jewish people. And he can't even handle that. He said way worse on other platforms and done way worse stuff. I'm here to tell you that that is disrespectful. It's awful. It's terrible. It There's no place for anti-Semitism in my life. I don't like it. I think it's terrible. But are we really a country that wants to go down the thought police route? Because one of the lessons that I learned when I went overseas to England is I had to be really careful about talking American politics over there only because they don't have the same freedoms of speech that we do. And so I had to be very careful with the words that I used and how I expressed myself when people were interested and inquisitive about what this libertarianism is. Because it could have been a trap for me to have been charged with some sort of public offense. It could have been a trap for me to have been imprisoned over there. I was very, very, very cognizant and aware of the rules of the road. That's where we're kind of heading with this Kanye West situation. All of a sudden, now it's not just social media. But it's the banks, it's all the the businesses. And I believe in your freedom as a business to be able to choose whom you do business with. But it's not just one business deciding this. It is every bank deciding to say, no, you cannot be a business. You cannot do this. We're not going to... It's not just we're not doing business with anybody who is anti-Semitic. It is, well, we're going to pick and choose. We're going to pick and choose which political side we're going to be on and damn the consequences. The rules are not enforced both directions. They are not enforced fairly. Because there are plenty of leftists that own businesses in Hollywood that are full of anti-Semitism, full of debauchery, full of awfulness. 
And do any of them get deplatformed? Nope. It's always one way. And wrong is wrong and right is right, but the world is not always black and white. There are things that Kanye West, I mean, yay, has discussed that are absolutely 100% worth having that discussion about. There are other parts to this discussion that are out of bounds for me, that are wholly untrue. And it's because he's gone down the road of the black Hebrew Israelite. And I think I've had this discussion with Pat on the show before, but living here in Chicago, we see them on the streets protesting and spewing all sorts of garbage on the streets. They get aggressive, hostile. They are, they are people you want to avoid, not because of their speech, but because of their aggressiveness, because you are unsure what they might do to you as you walk past them. But Kanye West is a product of the south side of Chicago, okay? And on the south side of Chicago, this type of rhetoric, this type of black Hebrew Israelite, the Louis Farrakhan stuff, the, the basically two prongs of the, the same fork, if you will, of the hatred of the Jew, It is prevalent on the south side of Chicago. It is very prevalent in the neighborhoods on the south side of Chicago. This isn't something that he recently was exposed to. This isn't something that he has never heard of before and just had some epiphany and a mental breakdown like the media would like you to believe. He's expressing things that maybe he hadn't expressed before, but this is not new news to him. This would have been something that he was exposed to his entire life living on the south side of Chicago. These types of responses, these types of discussions. Now, his associations with Milo and Nick Fuentes, an absolute garbage human being, an absolute anti-Semite, an absolute racist, is really interesting, and most importantly, an absolute avowed and proud, by the way, white nationalist in Nick Fuentes. Why is this association happening? It is happening because there is a common goal of the quote-unquote separation of the races. That's what both of these people believe in. They believe in it from different perspectives, but that's exactly what they're expressing. Let me be abundantly clear because the mainstream media and everybody's going to make Kanye West out to be absolutely batshit crazy. As if he's had some sort of mental breakdown over the past few years. I don't buy it for a second. And what I don't buy about it is that this is somehow new to him. This is something that he might have suppressed to become that multimillionaire to diversify the business interests to do this or that, right? That's exactly what he did. This is the true version of what he was exposed to living on the south side of Chicago. This is 
what you hear on the streets, in the homes, at parties, all this stuff. It's exactly what you hear. And nobody says bupkis about it. Well, it's not, oh, there's that crazy person over there. Let's shun him. Let's make sure that uh, we're not. No, this is this is regular talk on a lot of street corners, in a lot of, a lot of convenience stores, a lot of bars, a lot of this, a lot of that on the south side of Chicago. This is the reality. This is something, again, that this has been ingrained into him from a young age. This is not surprising or shocking to me in the least. But the mainstream media is going to use this as some sort of a cudgel for conservatives overall, for the libertarians out there in that conservative movement. And the reality of the situation is that, no, Kanye West does not represent us, nor should he represent us. He represents himself, and that's it. Just as you don't allow us the ability to Talk about Antifa representing <clears throat> the left, right? Except for they are the left. Just like you won't allow us to talk about BLM Inc. representing Marxism. They're avowed Marxists right in their freaking manifesto. That they scrubbed to be able to raise more money from the left. I, I, I struggle with the right's ability or the right's want for acceptance in this culture. Here is a news flash to you. Hanging your hat on a celebrity who happens to <clears throat> espouse once in a great while something that you care about and that you like and you think is great, grand, wonderful, isn't the end-all, be-all the story. And if you hang your hat on a Chris Pratt or a Kanye West or this person or that person, they are bound to disappoint you. And what the corporate leftist media is going to do when that disappointment happens is pounce. They are going to label every single one of you under that. There is a difference between talking about the thing that this person espoused and worshiping at the altar of that person. But here's the other part, the flip side of the coin. We, as people, as a conservative or libertarian, especially libertarian side of things, are the counterculture. We are not ever going to be part of this quote-unquote mainstream culture. We are not. The only way that we become that is by taking it over. And how do we do that? It's by what the Daily Wire is doing with Daily Wire Plus and, and not just political commentary, right? They're looking at movies, TV shows, entertainment. They're looking at all aspects of media and finding ways to put quality products in front of the American people. And if the consumers want to consume that product more than they want to consume other products, that is the win. Look at what is happening with with Disney and Disney Plus going complete and utter down the road of pedophilia, debauchery, and disgusting content. Their brand image is gone. Look at what they've done to destroy it over the past six months, a year, two years. 
Look at all of the things that they have done to destroy themselves. And yet, even the people who are conservative will plop their freaking money. People like Steve Dace, people like uh, friends of mine, annually go to Disney in the knowledge of whom runs Disney World or Disneyland. Well, I love Star Wars. Okay, that's one thing to to go and watch the Star Wars films and, and uh, you know, oh, hey, let's plop that into the old DVD player because that was prior to this, right? But it's another thing to willingly go and spend money at a place like Disneyland or Disney World. You are actively participating in a company that promotes this crap. We are the counterculture. We are different. We talk about this on the program all the time. The theme of this year is get used to different. It is not about it is not about adjusting to the culture that exists today. That's not what get used to different is. It is about getting used to living a different life, being different than the culture, being different than the the predominant prevailing winds, if you will. That's exactly what get used to different is when in the chosen, Jesus speaks to Matthew or not to Matthew speaks to, um, to Peter. Okay. When he speaks to Peter, as Matthew comes out of the tax collector's office in chooses a life of Christ over the secular life. He speaks to him and says, get used to different. It's different people from different walks of life, different this, different that. Get used to, we are different, we have to be different. Because the culture and the, the economy, the government, is anathema to right and righteous right now. And that doesn't mean you shun everything. That doesn't mean you become a shrinking violet. No. But what it does mean is that you have to be comfortable in your own skin, understanding you are the counterculture today, and live that proudly. And take the slings and arrows sometimes. But there's a difference between being the counterculture and being wrong. Kanye West doesn't represent the counterculture. Kanye West represents wrong. Not righteous, wrong. Just because he espouses certain things of Christianity. So does Nick Fuentes, by the way. And he is an absolutely garbage human being that deserves nobody's attention. Same with Mayo, or Mio, or however the hell he wants to pronounce his name and whatever bullcrap he is espousing at this moment in time. Somehow this dude that... It, that was all about pedophilia 15 years ago, is now is uh, now talking about Christianity and living Christian life, yet he's unrepentant in that pedophilia before? We're, we're supposed to believe that these individuals are going to be representative. You have to be smarter than to hang your hat on anybody who gains a modicum of, of interest from the, from the general media, from the corporate media. Because what are they going to do? They are going to use that person 
as the cudgel to smack you down with whatever bullcrap comes from them in the future. We shouldn't be worshiping at the altar of any celebrity, of any personality. We should be worshiping at the altar of the Almighty Lord, God Himself, and His Son, Jesus Christ. Root ourselves in God? Understand our principles? And get used to being different and being okay in that difference and surrounding yourself with a fellowship of fellow people, of people who not all are going to agree with you all the time on everything, but have the common principles together and are willing to lift everybody up in that fellowship. It's the only way forward. Now, I haven't had time to get into the Anthony Fauci situation. I think I will do that in the front of tomorrow's show, regardless of if Pat is here or not. It will be a WTF Wednesday. And then until then, please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. And by the way, don't forget to eat all your meals today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.